But it's a very tall and tough task to follow that man of God right there to speak. So I'm very privileged uh, to have him as a brother uh, serving in the Lord here. And so many of you, you, you mean so much to me. Uh, it's about family, and we need each other. Uh, we were born not to be by ourselves. We're not supposed to do life alone. So before I get started today, I just want to maybe throw out a disclaimer. How many of you, Elisa, would you mind cutting the lights up? I want to be able to see y'all. I know you can see me. Uh, there you go. It's on good ground now. Now we're on even ground. So before I get started, I wanted to share this thought that came to me. How many of y'all have been to SeaWorld and seen the killer whales do their performance, Shamu? You have? And joyful and powerful creature that God created. Uh, a couple things about that. You may fall into these categories. When you go to that show, you get too close, they're going to bring them by. You get too close, they're going to make sure you go soaking wet. If you back up a little bit, you might just get a few sprinkles. If you sit further up, you might just get a little mist of it. And then if you sit too far up, you won't get anything but a good time. This could be your experience today. I ask that the Holy Spirit touch you in the way that He will. This is not about me. It's all about Him. And I'm thankful for the power the Holy Spirit gives us. I'm going to bring honor to our Father uh, today. So let me pray before we get started so I can empty me and fill, let Him fill me up. Father, thank You for this time. Lord, uh, Lord I just ask that uh, You be with me, that I would share only those things that You've shared with me. Uh, Lord, that uh, those who are here today that You ordained to be here, Lord, that You would speak to them. I thank You for our praise team through their uh, words that they sang to lift You up. And Lord, it blessed me. And Lord, just... Uh, Lord, we just want to continue that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So those of you that have been with me, uh, the times that I've shared here, uh, if you don't remember, Rodney tells me that uh, people are not going to remember what you preached last week, okay? So the last time I was here was on August 21st. Uh, I shared a few things. You probably do not remember what I said or what I wore that day. That's okay, but that was my birthday, so I remember it well. So, but there was an important message that uh, I like sayings. I'm kind of governed by that. Uh, sayings are powerful to me. It translates the connection of things to real life. I love the power of the Word of God. I want to have that embedded. Sometimes it's not the whole nine pages that may go along with a particular verse. It may just be one key verse in it that activates what I need. So uh, I've shared with you before, I kind of operate on a technique that I came up with that I call SIM. Uh, I like a saying. I want to try to give you an illustration. I'm going to let you know how I'm motivated to live my life. And then I hope to share something that God has shared with me in my experience. So I'm very thankful today to be blessed by uh, a friend that uh, we used to work together years ago, so Sherry and family came to be with me today, so it's a great honor. Sherry, I thank y'all for coming. Uh, but a saying that sticks with me still, the same one I used last time, if you took notes, and I know you did because you're good note takers, you took notes. Don't say it 
unless you mean it. And if you mean it, be ready to prove it. Now, I want to tie that in in a little bit. Um, So, um, as the Lord likes to do with me, I like to sleep. I like to go to sleep at a certain time. I like to sleep to a certain time. Sometimes the Lord doesn't have the same schedule that I do, so He uh, tends to wake me up and remind me. I wasn't really sure what I would share with y'all as an illustration today. I thought maybe that wouldn't be for today, but He did, so I will. Okay, I just want to be obedient and not may not make sense. It may not register with you, but it hit me between the eyes. So how many right-handed people do we have in here? Yeah, be proud. Okay, so... Obviously, there's some left-handed people in here. You know, we got some left-handed people? Yes, Miss Martha's sitting over there. Left-handed, living in a right-hand world, Miss Martha. Okay, so this is what he showed me today. All right, your right-handed people, your predominant side of your body is your right hand, which probably is also your right eye. Did you know that we have a, a strong eye and a weak eye? I don't know about you, but I need both eyes to see where I'm going. And God didn't give me eagle eye vision, so technology gave me glasses to improve the vision. Uh, So I need all four of them, as I was called in school. I need all four of my eyes to be able to see. But if you're right-eyed, that's your dominant eye. I want you to close your left eye for a minute. Okay? So you're getting a half a perspective, aren't you? All right, for you left-handed people, y'all go both by eyes now because I don't want y'all to go to sleep on me. So for you left-handed people, close your right eye and look through your left eye. You get a half a perspective. See, what God showed me this morning is, as I read and study and try to apply His Word, I need the Old Testament and the New Testament. I need both eyes, Okay. Some people tell me, oh, I'm not going to read the Old Testament because that's history. Well, actually, all the Bible's history, if you can get technical, because it's written in the past, right? Okay, but the instructions that are in the Old Testament still apply today because Jesus was in the Old Testament as well. So people tell me, I only want to read the words in red. Well, that's great. That's what we, we have the Holy Spirit inspired men to pen that what He said. We love those letters in red. But guess what? Though he might not have spoke them, he inspired them. So we need the complete Word of God. So we need both sides. So um, now my motivation, which I'm very proud. Proverbs 17, 6. It says, children's children are the crown of old men. So I want to show you my grandchildren. So would y'all take a look at these, Lisa, if you will. Uh, now, the first one there is one that biologically I didn't contribute to, but God sent him to be a part of our family, and I'm so thankful for him. And yes, ladies, he is still single. Uh, you can talk to me, and I'll review your application, and we might give you some consideration. He is an all-star baseball player and uh, a tremendous blessing to our family. So the second one here, now, that one right there is thinking about something all the time. Now, and she has the gift of gab like her grandfather. She will talk, talk, talk. 
Our motto is, born to talk and talk we will. We are always talking, we are never still. So she lives up to that. Now this third one here, now that one right there, she's kind of quiet and sneaky. Uh, She does not take orders from her sister very well. She's going to do it her way. And then this next one right here, that's my newest one. I want y'all to know that is a special little girl to me. All of them are special. So then I want to show you this next picture. So I ask permission to share this picture right here. You see, in this picture, this is my baby girl's baby girl. That is a tremendous and powerful picture to me. Of all the pictures I have of her, that's my favorite one. That is the inspiration of what I want to talk to you about based on an experience that I had. So, Rodney's been sharing with us uh, for a few weeks um, a very powerful thing. I want to try to tie in. I'm not necessarily a series guy yet. I don't have enough experience, but uh, I like to try to tie into what's been talked about in our house. And he's been sharing a series, If, If You Love Me. You've heard several messages about that, okay? And our pastor has been on fire, okay? If you've been coming, you've been taking notes, you've been taking to heart what he said, If You Love Me. So in um, my time, as I knew there would come an opportunity for me to speak, how would I tie into if? So I found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, a very important thing that we should uh, activate in our lives. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. And he goes on to say some other things. So I didn't want to preach the whole verse, but I just want to let you know. If we are his people, if we will pray, now, I'm not sure if you guys have recognized it yet, but I just want to go ahead and confirm some things to you. See, today we've heard some news that kind of caught us off guard. We know there's a family that's experiencing something they never thought that March the 5th was going to bring. If we sit and think about the things that we've experienced in our life, we didn't really get a heads up for a lot of the stuff. Yes, we know that if uh, we, when we were in school... Uh, you know, our teacher told us that we're going to have a test on Friday, and we had a chance to prepare for that. Usually that was in advance, but sometimes they'll throw a pop quiz, won't they, teachers? So just to make sure you're ready. So um, life is going to do that. Life is going to do that. So I just want to be the one that brings the bad news to you. Uh, we're in a fight, okay? We're in a fight. Life is full of battles. And here's what I wanted to talk about today. We have to be prepared for the battles. But you know what? You you don't get in the battle, and then you start practicing to get ready to fight the battle. Okay? So there's several uh, men and women in our presence that have uh, served in the military. Some are active right now. Some are serving in the past. Went through training, didn't you? Different training. Specialized training. One of the things they trained you for was to use weapons, okay? 
You have to have a weapon if you're going to go in war. How many of you want to sign up to go in war without a weapon? would be a bad idea. I'm looking at Nicholas on the top. Uh, thank you, Nicholas, for serving our country. Uh, you... I'm going to get to Eddie in a minute. I see Eddie, my main man, double L up there. Uh, you do not want to go into fight empty-handed. And you're going to be called when you least expect it. You've got to be ready. You've got to be trained. I read something the other day, another saying I chose not to use today. If, uh, if you sweat... In practice, you don't, in, in, or in private, you don't have to bleed in battle. Okay? You have to get ready for those who train soldiers to get ready. It's critical what they do. And I'm pretty sure if you serve, you know you don't want to have to listen to your drill sergeant or your drill instructor tell you he's your mama. Okay? and wake you up before you want to get up. He's doing it to prepare you to save your life. And not only that, not just to save your life, but to save other people's lives. Okay? Now, I don't know a lot about the military, so Nicholas will correct me, or Travis is going to correct me, and I know Eddie will probably correct me. But I understand that there's a basic unit in serving. Uh, I have a son that served in the Marines, uh, I confirmed it with him. I know this holds true for the Army. But there is a fire squad. There's usually a, a, a small number of, uh, of individuals that uh, operate in a fire squad. And they're trained specifically to do certain things. And, and some of them are trained in the automatic weapons, and some are a different type of weapon. And one thing that they all have to have is each other's back. You see, I'm very privileged to be a part of a small group. We call ourselves Iron Men. So I was having a confrontation with somebody that wanted to know where the Iron Men were when we were doing something, because we do stuff. I want to tell you, if you're a part of a small group, stick together. If you're not a part of a small group, see me after. We'll sign you up on one of them. So, but I'm very proud to be a part of that Iron Group and uh, Iron Men. And so they asked me, where's the Iron Men at? We're building stuff. I said, we're right here. And he said, well, there's only one of you. There's only Iron Man. And I said, no, we're always together. If one's there, we're all there. So we, there is a, a core group in our group that I consider my fire squad, that I can call on them anytime that I'm in battle, that I need their backup, that they got my back immediately. Okay? When I'm facing challenges that the enemy's bringing, they will pray and protect. If I needed them to come, regardless of the time, they'll be there for me. Now, I started out saying that we were not born to be alone. We're not born to do life by ourselves. And just because you're not a man does not mean the enemy won't attack you. Ladies, you find you are a fire squad. You get women around you that'll pray for you, that'll check on you and help guide you in all that goes on in life. You see, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, and I want to turn over there so that I get it correctly, because a lot of times we will quote Scripture that we think we've learned when we're not learning it correctly. 
So uh, we, uh, we know that uh, it's just like a weapon where if you aim the wrong end of it and pull the trigger, it's not going to function right and somebody's getting hurt. So uh, Scripture's the same way. So we've been given a powerful tool is to guide our lives, but also to teach us how to fight the enemy. You see, uh, in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, uh, Peter wrote, and I think he would know a little bit about this, okay? This is the same Peter that denied Christ three times. Who told him in the beginning, I will never deny you. St. Peter, that when the storm was raging and the disciples out on the water fighting, an experienced fisherman who had been through storms before, I'm pretty sure. And here comes Jesus walking out and He said, if that's you, Lord, bid me to come. And the St. Peter got out of the boat and he started walking, but he took his eyes off Jesus and all of a sudden he began to sink. This St. Peter wrote this. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So, we have to be focused because the enemy is definitely looking for us. And so in, in John chapter 10, verse 10, we know that Jesus told us this. It's in red in my Bible, so he said it. If he's not read in your Bible, get you another Bible. It's got red letters where Jesus taught. But you'll know in verse 10, he said, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have life more abundantly. Two warnings that we have. What the enemy's intentions are. All of us are facing something in our life that we didn't sign up for. There's going to be a challenge that we don't know is coming. And so, I want to share with you uh, an experience that I had uh, it came from that picture that I showed you. You see, Jessica was due around the 19th of uh, January. And we know that uh, calculations can get off. You know, we, we've had some that have been born in our family that uh, they can come early. Uh, some of them will come right on time. Some want to take their time and come later. And that brings about an anxiousness from a mother, right, Stacy? She's like, Stacy's had four children. Uh, she knows firsthand. So as we were getting to prepare on January 23rd, which also happens to be our oldest son Philip's birthday, Jessica goes into labor early morning, Huntsville, Alabama. I get a call from Monica, who's so excited I couldn't understand much of what she said, but we're going to have a baby. Come on up here. So uh, me and our oldest daughter got our stuff together, got on the road, hit the Huntsville, somewhere around about 8.30. Uh, we're excited. We're going to the hospital. We're going to have a birthday. We're going to have a granddaughter on the same day as our firstborn son. Exciting time. So we get there, and lo and behold... It's going to be a while. So I don't know about any of you. Uh, I know Jesse Hammett was here last week. Well, I call her Jesse Hammett. I'm sorry. 
She'll always be Jesse Hammett to me. Amen, Johnny? So, <clears throat> Jesse was here with her little boy 52 hours. Did I get that right? 53. I'm sorry. Don't want to cheat an hour. I want to tell you something. <laughs> okay. So, for those of mothers who have children, they're not going to discount that hour. Okay? You see, if uh, we go somewhere and we buy something and they'll say, it's, oh, it's only $9.99. No, it's $10, okay? It's $10. It's not $9. It's, it's not only 9 but when you're <clears throat> going through the process of uh, delivering, that hour is critical. You see, I've had the privilege, the awesome opportunity to be a part of seven births. I was with Monica. I didn't deliver any of them, so seven births. And so uh, I've watched the process. Uh, I know uh, each time it is a miracle from God, okay? I never want to take that for granted. Now I'm on the upper end of it where I'm experiencing grandchildren coming, and that's even better because I can sit back and uh, smile and love. So on this day, we're there uh, at the Women and Children's Hospital in Huntsville, and uh, of course, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of people coming in. It's the time for these people. And so we're looking at all the excitement. And of course, in a perfect world, uh, you know, the process to go, if you're going to deliver it and not have it scheduled with C-section, you're going to, you know, you're going to go in. Everything's going to be good. The doctor's going to be good. The nurses are there. Uh, going to give you a little bit of medication. In a few minutes, you're going to have a baby. Everything is good. Going to clean it up, take good pictures, excited. Everybody's having a great time. So as we were sitting there, as the day was progressing and it was getting longer and longer, I encountered a few things in that I've been on the happy side. I've been on the side where it happened real quick. Everything went smoothly. I've been on the side where it's been a little bit more challenging. You see... Enemies after us. John 10, 10, Jesus said, He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's after us. He's after us. If He can't take us out, He'll wear us out. Okay? He will absolutely wear us out doing things that are not productive for the kingdom of God. But He wants to take us out. And how more can you take out a parent if you have something happen to their child. You tell me, mothers who've delivered children, that if somebody messed with your baby, that you wouldn't show up at school and handle things yourself. It wouldn't bother you to show up on the playground and tell an eighth grader to put your hands on my daughter again to see if you can walk right for the rest of your life. Okay? I admire what you guys go through, you ladies. I do. It's a tremendous thing that you go through. So through the experiences that we had, we had one challenge which I'll share, but we were very blessed to not have many challenges. I showed you our first two granddaughters. Both of those were lengthy processes. Both of them brought great challenges to Holly. I was going into it thinking uh, everything's going to be smooth, everything's going to go quick, and everything's going to be all right. And both of them were very difficult for her. And so I respect what you go through. Now, I've also learned this from someone that 
I was around during that experience. It's a very dangerous thing. It's very dangerous for the mother, and it's very dangerous for the child. So as I was sitting there, I was watching people come and flow through this waiting room, and there was quick happiness, and there was some that had been a while, but they were happy now. And then I encountered somebody that resonated with me. Unfortunately, their child wasn't going to get to go home. You see, 24 and a half years ago, on August the 3rd, we came to a revelation that our son Jack, which was our fifth child, was not going to get to stay with us. Everything had gone well up to that moment. And then all of a sudden, things changed. We got to go through the same process that we did with the other children that you have to go through to deliver a baby. Jack weighed 8 pounds, 12 ounces, so he wasn't premature. Okay? He was fully developed, had everything we're supposed to have except for his breath. No life. He entered into heaven on August the 4th. You see, I've experienced the pain of what it's like on the day you think you're going to bring your child home to walk over to a funeral home and to hand off a child that you can't understand what all is going to go on from that moment. I never calculated what could happen. I never thought that that might happen. And so the day that I thought we were going to get bring him home, we actually buried him. But I want to tell you something. Even though through the tough times of that, and the pain that that brought me, and the pain that it brought Monica, that God was with us. You see, even in your most difficult times, if you will pay attention, He is with you. I want to tell you something. When Jack was born, there was a moment that was just me, Monica, and him. And the presence and the aroma of the Holy Spirit was so strong and so sweet in that room. I know my God did not take my son. I do not know what that plan was. I do not know what goes on, what went on, what caused it. I do not know that, but I know this. It does leave a bad mark on your heart. So I was sitting there in that waiting room as time progressed and I encountered people that brought that realization to me that it don't always go well. It's not always going to be a happy moment. So I said all that to say this, the enemy began to speak to me. And he began to say to me, I took your son, now I'm going to take your granddaughter. And I might even take your daughter. Are you talking about a time that you're in war? So as time progressed and you know, I was getting reports from Monica because she was in the delivery room with her, she would text me and she began to say, it's getting closer, it's getting closer. Lainey was uh, sunny side up, coming out face up, so that brought a lot of more difficulty and pain to her and to Jessica, a lot of trying times there. Uh, for those of you that may deliver that way, it's not the right way. It's not the easy way. It brings a lot of things with it. It's very risky. So the last text that I got from her was 
about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then nothing. Now, I want to tell you something. When you get in a battle like that, you better have something to hang on to. You better know something. Every week, our praise team sings songs with us. We're not singing Christian karaoke. We're not just up here reading words off of that carrying a melody. Those are battle cries. So if you do not have a song, I'm going to challenge you. It's one thing to pray, and yes, we need to pray. But a lot of times when the the army of Israel went out, they didn't go out charging with swords. They went out in song, okay? Our God loves to be praised. He gave us that. The enemy does not want us to sing. He was the leader of the praise team in heaven and couldn't get it right, got kicked out, don't want you to sing, and don't want you to exalt God. You may say, well, I don't like the songs they pick out. Then pick your own songs out. Let me just challenge you for one thing. You don't know what's coming in your life. I'm going to challenge you to get a playlist. You know, it's one thing to have your favorite song. You can sing every word of it. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've sang songs and I'm putting my own words in it. Like they got it wrong. I'm going to say this is what I ought to be singing. And that's not what I'm singing, but I'm meaning what I'm saying. So it brings you into a connection and it brings you into a power that God will give you. So I began, I didn't have time to call my fire squad. Okay, I had to begin to pray. There was a battle that went on for me. I was in the car outside in the freezing cold. And, and, and praying and, and listening to my battle songs. I have found several that mean something to me. You have a song that makes you happy. You have a song that when you feel like you're crying, you know, you can resonate with that. It'll bring that emotion out. But then you've got a song of some kind. When you hear that song, you could go bear hunting with a switch. Uh-huh. So... You better get you a playlist of those together, of every one of those kinds. Because let me be the one that tells you the truth. It's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. See, I heard this old preacher said one time, if you're not bumping heads with the devil from time to time, you're going with him. Okay? Now, you might be okay today. You, you might not have any troubles in your life, and you're, you may not be facing any adversity. Okay? One thing that the enemy will do is he'll lull us to sleep, won't he? And so everything's good. It's peaceful. Think about these recent events that we've had uh, around the world. We had earthquakes. You know, day, every day was the same. Everything went on as normal. Everybody got up, did what they did. We get up, we get dressed, we go to work, or we get up, get dressed, go to school. We get up, do our daily routine. We have a daily routine that we go through each of us. You brush your hair the same way, you brush your teeth the same way, you know where your clothes are, you put them on, and he's going to come quickly. In a matter of seconds, a lot of people's world turned upside down. Many of those people lost their life. That can happen. You can be doing good in a lot of areas. You know, you could have what you think the bull by the horns. And then in a brief second, you'll figure out you really got him by the tail. 
It will throw your whole world around, upside down. You may think, I've got it all planned out. I know exactly how it's going to happen. I'm going to work at this job till I retire, and then I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then you could get that notice. I'm sorry, but you don't have a job anymore. Way before you were ready, I've had that experience where I poured a lot into it, something that disappeared quickly. It's, it's where are you going to find your strength? Because I'm going to promise you this, life is going to keep going. It's whether or not you're going to live defeated and destroyed, or you're going to live victorious. You see, I'd like to ask Lisa to put that picture back up. You see, this picture means so much to me because I am looking at my baby girl's baby girl. I'm looking at this picture. As you can tell, that our God came through. Both of them came through. Yes, it was a difficult process. Look at the look on this baby's face. It's already trying to hold her head up at just a few hours old. Looking at her mother saying, we've both been through something. Because it's a two-way street there. But our God brought us through it. You see, those are two strong women. I know my daughter. Jessica came into my life after Jack when I needed something. And God sent her. And all five of our children to that point looked so much alike when they were born. And that pain that I was going through, I asked God for different. And when she was born with the red hair, I didn't know what I was asking for. <laughs> I did not get specific. And I promise you, her brother sitting on the top up there, she's different. She's brought value to my life again. I come up out of a dark place. And I can say today that my God lives. You see, I begin to pray this. Psalm 27, 13. David wrote this. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I begin to pray that over my daughter. I begin to pray that over my granddaughter. So today, I just want to ask you, do you have a weapon? When you can't call on your fire squad, do you have a weapon? The worst thing that you can do is go into the battle with a gun, but with no ammunition. Tell me about it, Travis. It's not going to come out well. You think the enemy is going to be excited because you have a book? Oh, you know, you've got the Word of God. I got it too. He's changed it and changed it and changed it and perverted it. He knows the Word of God. 
Okay? He knows the Word of God, but he always twists it. Now, we have to know it, and we have to know it correctly. And we better know more than one verse. You don't want to be quoting only Jesus well, okay? And he'll say, you will be too, okay? You find your verse like Psalm 27, 13. You find whatever verse fits you that God gives you. You find whatever verse that God gives you for the season that you're in. You find you a song that fits. If you love the old hymnals, the old hymns are powerful. The theology that's in them, if that's the way you worship God, you keep doing it. You learn those words. There's no greater song than how great thou art to me. Okay? I've heard different versions. I don't really care which one. The power of the lyrics and the theology in that song causes me to want to go bear hunting with a switch. See, the enemy is a liar. He's going to lie to all of us, but he's defeated. Okay? If you let him lie to you, he'll defeat you. But you have the authority to step on his head, right? So now, question before we leave. I just want to ask. You might be here today, and you say, well, who's this God you're talking about? What power does he give? Maybe you don't know God today. Maybe you haven't met him. See, a lot of people have a, an understanding that they've been given about God, about what he will do. If you do this, he's going to take you out. If, if you don't do this, he's going to take you out. We've got all these rules and regulations that we do see in Leviticus, which that's a hard book for me. But there are all a lot of rules because that's what they had to have. Jesus came. We don't have to have all those rules. We just have to have love, right? But we still need to obey. Love will cause us to obey. That's one thing Rodney's been talking about. If you love me, then you will want to obey. Doesn't mean you won't mess up. You will want to obey. If you don't, if you don't know that kind of God, you only know the other kind of God, Today's the day to change that. Today's the day that you should meet the God that loves us, who sent His Son to die on the cross for us. So if we accept Him, that we will have eternal life, that we can be with Him. His burden is light, and His yoke is easy, right? Isn't it? Okay. He didn't say that it would be easy on us. This life. In this world, we will have tribulation. Jesus said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome it. So now, if today you're not sure, you're not sure you know that God, today will be a great day for salvation. There are many here uh, that could help you finalize that. If you've gotten to a point where you've been worn down by the enemy, it's, it's, it's just not working. There's people here that will pray for you, that will show you and love you back into the place. See, this should be a house of love. Jesus said the way you're, the people are going to know you're my disciples is by the way you love. I want to say that this is a house of love. You know what I can do about that? This house right here better be a house of love. Because if I can't do it, it doesn't do me any good to say it. I started off with that quote. Don't say it unless you mean it. And if you mean it, be ready to prove it. 
The title of this lesson that I wanted to share today is Be Ready. And that's my challenge to you today. Be ready.